So we've, over these weeks of, um, over these months of 2017, when there's five Sundays, we focus, we keep families together, and we think about themes related to elephants in the family room, and we're going to do that again today. But before we get there. We're going to look at various passages, just a few passages of Scripture today. I just want to say quickly that uh, immediately after our service, we have a, an event, a gathering, if you will, called Guest Connection. It's just for those who are fairly new, uh, might be visiting Hope Church for the very first time today. We want to welcome you. We'd love to meet with you in room five, which is right out this door to your left. Uh, we have some refreshments. We have some food, uh, some coffee for you. Some of our staff will be there. We'd love to connect with you, answer questions you have about our church. But if you can stick around, we'd love to connect with you immediately after the service. But it's hard to believe that tonight um, we turn the page on another year. Uh, we move from 2017 into 2018. And I'll be honest, it feels like time is moving quickly. Um, it moves very fast. And that's kind of the theme we want to think about today. The elephant we want to think about today is time. Um, it's moving incredibly fast. It feels like, in a way, even like those minutes of win it games that just keeps moving so much faster. Lori and I were sitting in a uh, golf banquet, a sports banquet for our daughter, uh, Lily, a few months ago as she finished the golf season. And we were sitting, because um, our daughter, like all the other daughters, uh, uh, abandoned us as parents as we walked in. And so now we've got to find our seats, find some people to sit with. So we sat with some strangers. We didn't know who these people were, and we sat down with them. And uh, again, our daughter's a freshman, and uh, two of the parents, two of the sets of parents that were sitting with us at our table were senior, had daughters that were seniors. They're finishing their senior year in the golf team, and they're finishing their senior year in high school. And um, so we're just getting to know them a little bit. And being parents who are on the front end of the high school experience, we're always looking for uh, advice, things we can learn from others who are a little further down the road than us. And uh, so we asked these parents, do you have any advice for us? Anything we should be aware of, anything we should pay attention to, anything we should learn from your experiences as having a, a child that has moved almost all the way through high school. And uh, without batting an eye, both sets of parents said quickly, it goes so fast. Both said it. It goes so fast. They said, we, we remember when our daughter was where your daughter's at. And it feels like it's just a blink of an eye that she's finishing her senior year of high school. It moves so fast. Time moves so fast. And Facebook doesn't help when they, uh, in your feed, news feed every now and then, they'll put up memories. Memories from five years ago, two years ago, eight years ago, just last week on Lori's news feed, our feed on Facebook, a picture of just our older three kids eight years ago before we had our youngest Elsie in there. I think it was right before Christmas time and they're dressed up in their Christmas outfits, sweaters and dress and, and just looking at them eight years ago and it felt like that was just yesterday. And now eight years later, the ages they're at. And I want us to think about time today, but in a specific manner. I want us to talk about time as it relates to being parents and those that are specifically in what I would call the throes of parenting. <laughs> those that are, have their kids still under their roof, those that are raising their kids, those whose children are 18 years and under. I want us to talk about making the most of the time, even in the midst of time going so fast that they're eight years old right now, one day, and it seems like the next day they're 18. 
I want us to talk about how do we make the most of our time. Now, some of you, you might be empty nesters. You might be now grandparents. You might be aunts and uncles. You might not have children. You might say, well, this message isn't for me. I'm not in that role or season of life uh, anymore, or I'm not in that season of life at all. But I want to let you know, don't check out because we all have a role to play as it relates to making the most of the time with those who in the next generation, those coming behind us, we all have a role to play. But I want to talk again specifically to parents. I'm preaching even to myself today as one of having four kids in our home. And we're going to use this phrase today, and this phrase isn't new if you've been around Hope Church for uh, any length of time. You've probably heard us use this phrase specifically within our, our ministries, our, middle, our uh, Ignite, which is our middle school and high school ministry, and our children's ministry here at Hope called, It's Just a Phase, So Don't Miss It. When we hear the word phase, it's just a phase, there's sometimes as parents, we use it with a negative connotation. We talk about it's just a phase, they'll get through it. It's just a phase, it's the, you know, they're coming out of bed every night and coming into our bed. It's just a phase, they'll get through it. Or it's, it's, it's just a phase, like they're never coming out of their room. <laughs> we never see them. <laughs> and it's just a phase, they'll get through it. And it's kind of this negative, like, it's just going to last for a little season and then we'll get through it. And, and sometimes we approach phases too in our kids' lives as something just to get through. It's just the terrible twos. I'm just going to get through it. It's just middle school. And we, I'm just going to put my head down and hope I survive on the other side. Sometimes when we think of the word phase, the phases of our children's lives, there's kind of this negative connotation to it. But I want us to approach it with a positive perspective. That it is just a phase, And the invitation to us today is to not miss it, but instead make the most of it. Now, time is an interesting thing. We can't add to it. We can't take away from it. We can't get more of it. All we can really do as parents and as those who are of the older generation, all we can do is make the most of it, make the most of the time we have, specifically with our kids. So I want to just kind of talk about two invitations quickly for us today. In light of even turning the page to a new calendar, we're resetting priorities, we're setting goals, objectives, you're setting resolutions maybe for the new year today, this week ahead. I want to just talk about two invitations that I think will help us not miss the phases. Whether we're in the diaper phase, we're in the dating phase, we're in the driving phase, that we don't miss it. The first invitation is this, embrace your role. The first invitation is to embrace your role. And I want to say right at the outset that your role as a mom, as a dad, is important. It matters. Now, that's important to hear because culture, the culture we live in, might be telling you something different that you don't really matter. Your kids might be telling you right now, you don't matter. <laughs> you might be telling yourself right now, you don't really matter. What am I really doing? Am I making a difference? Am I having an impact? But I want to let you know, I'm reminding myself and I'm reminding us today that our role matters. 
our role, our job, our responsibility, our calling as parents, it matters. It matters each day. And it's something even the Word of God talks about, the importance of what we do as parents. If you have your Bible, we're going to look at just a few passages of Scripture, not really dig into them at length, but just to kind of highlight a few passages of Scripture. Deuteronomy, uh, if you have your Bible with you, Deuteronomy chapter 6 is the first passage we're going to look at. Deuteronomy chapter 6. It says this, uh, the context, let me set the context as you turn there too. The context is the, the people of uh, God, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel is getting ready to enter the promised land and, um, and Moses is giving them some final instructions before they enter this land uh, to possess it and live in it and, and uh, set down roots in it. And he has a lot of things to say and and here in Isaiah, excuse me, in, um, we've been in Isaiah a lot these last few weeks, but Deuteronomy chapter 6, Isaiah, uh, Moses says this to Israel in verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts and then Moses goes on to say, impress them on your children. So Moses here, right at the outset, is giving some instructions to the nation, to the people of Israel, and he's speaking specifically to parents. That parents, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments, that he's talking about here and the ones he's going to outline in Deuteronomy, these commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. They're to be upon your hearts. They're to motivate actions and in, in, in what you do with your life. And it's not just for you to possess them, but you are then to impress them or to pass them on to your children. And Moses is saying, parents, you have an incredible responsibility to, to not only believe these things and, and follow these things, impress them on your heart, to be upon your heart, but then you do the same. You impress them on the children, whether it's one or two or however many children you have, you're to impress them on your children. And he says, talk about them. When you sit at home and when you walk along the road, and maybe if it was in our context, we say as you're driving to the next sporting event or as you're driving to school or as you're picking them up from school or you talk about them, you, you talk about in the normal rhythms of life. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up in, in the evening and in the morning, the, the normal rhythms. Talk about these things, that it not just be a, uh, something you talk about on one day of the week or one time slot during the week, but throughout the normal rhythms. It's just normal to talk about the things of God. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Moses talks about the importance, the role, the responsibility that parents have. It's, they have to be upon our hearts and then we impress them upon our children. Now, as we think about roles, the reality is some of you walk into this place today, come into this place today as a mom or as a dad, as a, you're doing it alone. Maybe you're a single mom, you're a single dad, or maybe you're here today as a grandparent. And because of some circumstances, you are raising your grandchildren. Like you come here today as a, as a person that is influencing the next generation and you might be very discouraged. Parenting is like a roller coaster. It is up one day and down the next. It is up one moment and down the next. You are the, the best parent one day and the worst parent the next day. 
And sometimes in the midst of the, this invitation, this role as a parent, as a mom, as a dad, as one who's influencing someone, the next generation, it can get discouraging. We feel like we're not getting it right. And we become defeated. And I like what Brene Brown, Brene Brown is a, she's a, she has written a number of books. She's a, um, by trade, she's a shame researcher. And she wrote some fascinating books about shame. And one of her books is called Daring Greatly. And she has a whole chapter about what does it mean to dare greatly as a parent. And here's what Brene Brown said. I read, this, I read her book a year or so ago, and this quote just stood out to me. She said, the real questions for parents should be this. Are you engaged? Are you paying attention? If so, I love what she says here. If so, if you're doing that, if you're engaged and you're paying it like you're full on engaged in being a parent, she said, plan to make lots of mistakes and bad decisions. Imperfect parenting moments turn into gifts as our children watch us try to figure out what went wrong and how we can do it better next time. She said, the mandate is not to be perfect and raise happy children. Perfection doesn't exist. And I found that what makes children happy doesn't always prepare them to be courageous, engaged adults. Friends, let's be set free as parents from the perfection. We're not going to get it right all the time. We're going to make mistakes. And when we make mistakes, we own up to it. And we model humility in front of our kids. And we, when we do something, we say something. And we have all had those moments where we, we lash out at our child. We say it in a tone that we shouldn't have said it in. Or we do something that we should. We own it. We go back to our child and say, I'm sorry for what I just did. I'm sorry for how I said that. We own that. And they see God's grace even in us. God's humility even in us. Are we engaged? Are we paying attention? Are we involved? Are we hands-on? Are we showing up when we need to show up? Are we being the adults that we want our children to be? Now again, as I said earlier, not all of us in this room today are wearing, or have the title, the role, the responsibility as a parent who's kind of still hands-on with our kids in the house. Some of us here today are in that grandparent phase, which I like to call catch and release. <laughs> My in-laws, they love hanging out with our kids, but they love giving them back. <laughs> that catch and release. We get to hang out with them, spoil them, sugar them up, and then send them back. Some of you are in that role, in that parent, grandparent phase. Some of you here are aunts and uncles. Some of you are volunteers. Some of you are teachers. Some of you are Kids Hope mentors. Some of you are middle school uh, boys and girls club uh, mentors. Some of you volunteer in our kids ministry, in our youth ministry. And I want to say your role is just as important. Your role is just as important. I love that we get an example of we get an example of a, of a person, a man, investing in a, in a young man named Timothy. We get an example of Paul coming alongside Timothy, this younger follower of Jesus, and investing in him. Maybe filling in some gaps that were left by his family. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says this, I thank God 
whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you that I may be filled with joy and have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. We don't know a lot about Timothy's dad. We, get a, we know he was Greek. We know about him in Acts 16, but we don't know a lot about him. We, we get a sense of the faith that was passed down from his grandmother to his mother and now to Timothy. And then we get the example that Paul is not Timothy's biological father, but really like a spiritual father, one who came alongside this family and specifically this young boy, this young man, and invested and considers him a dear son in the faith and longs to see him, to be with him, to encourage him. And again, you might be here today and you don't have the, you're not a parent, you don't have, maybe have children or you're, you're in the empty nest or in the grandparent season of life and you might say, well, I'm kind of done. I'm done with thinking about the next generation. But friends, whatever role you have today, whether it be a, a teacher or a middle school volunteer, or high school volunteer, or children's ministry volunteer, your role is essential in coming alongside families. I am so thankful today for specifically two men who came alongside me when I was in middle school and filled in the gaps that my dad couldn't fill in. My dad did his best and loved me, but there were some limitations to how he could influence me as it relates to faith and following Jesus and, 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 and struggled to answer some questions that I needed to be answered. But I'm thankful that there was two men, one named Troy and one named Mark, who were middle school volunteers. And they were involved in my middle school when I was in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, our middle school ministry at the church I grew up in. And they hung out with me, they prayed with me, they answered questions, they looked past all the things going on in me in middle school, and they loved me. Now, I didn't see it then. <laughs> I don't know if I ever said to Mark or Troy in 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, gee, thanks so much for hanging out with me. I don't think I saw it then. But as I look back now, as one who's further down the road, they made an invaluable influence and impact in my life. And friends, you, whatever role you have today, embrace it, leverage it, use it. We all have a role to play. And may we receive that invitation. And then the second invitation is this. Embrace each phase. Every phase of a child's life is unique and different. There's unique challenges that each phase brings, and there's unique opportunities that each phase. And when we think about phases, I want to break it down into kind of four phases. You have the preschool, kind of birth to kindergarten, then you have uh, the uh, elementary, which is kindergarten through uh, fifth grade, and then you have middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and then you have high school, ninth through twelfth. So you have four unique phases of a child's life. And I want us to think about how do we make the most. That's what Paul, look at this ver these verses out of Ephesians chapter 5. It says this in Ephesians chapter 5. Be very careful then, give thought, Paul's saying there, then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every time. Make the most of every phase. Whether it's the diaper phase, the dating phase, the, the driving phase, whatever phase, middle school, high school, preschool phase, make 
the most of it and not look at these phases as we just got to get through this or hope we survive this or, you know, my kids survive this, but to make the most of each phase. And I want us to think about time and sometimes time is ambiguous. How do we think about time? And I want to, and again, if you've been around Hope Church, you've seen us talk about this before, but we felt it's important to talk about again. I want to use this visual and it's actually with these jars and I'll move my stand out of the way here as we talk about this. We're going to use these jars. This is heavy. <laughs> so each of these jars is filled with marbles. You can obviously see that each jar has less and less marbles. And what these marbles represent is the number of weeks that you have with your children till they graduate. Now, it's on average. There's not an exact number. Obviously, that number will vary. But on average, from birth till they graduate... You have 936 weeks with your child. This is the preschool age. This is the age when the child is saying, I need you. I can't, I can do it. This is also the why phase. Some of us have been past this for a while and we forget. But some of you are in the midst of the why why do we do this? Why are we going there? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to brush my teeth? Why do I have to, you know, why, 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 why? 936 weeks from when our children are born till they graduate. And then from the preschool age, we move, or the phase, we move into the elementary Here, this is six years old. You can see it's going down a little bit. We have 624 weeks from six years old to when they graduate. This is the, look at me, sounds like fun, I've got this, phases. And then from there, it starts going down pretty quickly. From there, we move into middle school. 312 weeks from when they enter middle school till they graduate. Some of the things we hear in middle, scare, middle school, who cares? Who's going? Yeah, I got this. We see a lot of that in middle school. And then we enter high school. And from here... We have just 104 weeks with our children when they enter ninth grade. 104 weeks till they graduate. Some of us, as we think about this, I was talking with someone earlier, when you see these jars, someone has seen this before and they're like, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Some of us, when we think about these jars and we see these marbles, we... It, 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 might cause us to be a little uh, emotional when we think about time moving like this. And the purpose of this isn't to, to depress you. And some of us, honestly, when we see this, we're like, I'm almost done. <laughs> we're like, yes, how many more weeks do I have? Like, I'm, I'm almost done, you know? So we have a range of emotions. There's, there's depression and there's excitement. But the reason we show you something like this is because when you see how much time you have left, you tend to get serious about the time you have now. When you see how much time you have left, 
you tend to get serious about the time you have now. And why this matters is that, as you think of, again, the marbles in here, you take just one out. And what this causes me as a father of four to realize, and I hope what it causes you to think about today, is that what I do this week matters. What you do this week matters. What you do this week to invest, to pray with, to encourage, to parent, to discipline, to teach your children matters. What I do this week as a middle school volunteer in our youth group or as a children's ministry volunteer in my classroom, what I do this week, it matters. We have an incredible responsibility during these phases to answer questions that our kids have. Our kids are asking a bunch of questions during these phases. During the preschool phase, our kids are asking the question, am I safe? We get to answer that question. During the elementary phase, our kids are asking, do I have your attention? We get to answer that question. During the middle school phase, our kids are asking a lot of questions. And one of the questions they're asking is, who am I? And we get to help answer that question. And during high school, our kids are asking, how can I matter? How can I make a difference? What can I contribute to? And we, as parents, as a church, as aunts and uncles, as Kids Hope mentors, as middle school boys and girls club mentors, we get to answer those questions in each of these phases. And we need to embrace it. Sometimes when we think about the phases, we, we think we can easily get caught up. Oh, I wish our child was still back in this phase. I wish, I wish they were still back there. I can't wait till this phase. And we miss the present phase. And the challenge, the invitation for us is to embrace each phase, all the challenges that come with it and all the opportunities that come with it. There are things that my youngest, Elsie, as eight years old, won't talk about, but I, things I can do with her as an eight-year-old that, I can't, that I, can do, I can't do with my 14-year-old. But there are things I can talk about with my 14-year-old that I can't talk about with my eight-year-old. Each phase is unique. And to make the most, embrace each phase and all that comes with it. I don't know about you, but this time of year, we're resetting. We are thinking about priorities. We're thinking about resolutions. We're thinking about habits. Maybe you already signed up for the gym uh, again. Uh, maybe you're thinking about new behaviors, new th disciplines you want to bring into your life. And, and what I want to encourage you today as we think about turning the calendar, flipping the page to a new year this week is to, again, think about it's just a, just a phase, so don't miss it. And maybe resetting some priorities as a mom, as a dad, whatever role you might have today. And in light of the year in front of us, let's make the most of the time we have to invest in our children, invest in the next generation by embracing your role. Maybe you come here today very discouraged in your role. Defeated. I pray today you walk out of here very encouraged, saying, what I do matters. I might not see it right now, <laughs> but it matters what I do this week with my kids, what I do with my kids' hope mentee, what I do when I go and volunteer my time, what I do in my, our middle school and high school ministry, what I do in our kids' ministry in that classroom every week. Embrace your role and embrace the face. Embrace each face. Whatever phase your kids might be in, embrace it and make the most of it.
So that's the challenge with this new year ahead of us. I want to pray for us. We're gonna, I'm going to invite our worship team to come back up as I pray. I'm going to invite you to stand, and I'd love to pray for us, and then we'll, um, we'll sing a song and wrap up. So God, I want to thank you for these moments here at the end of a, new, end of a year. As we begin to even mentally shift from 2017 to 2018, and and Lord, I just pray that as parents, some come to this place uh, discouraged, defeated, wondering what am I doing? Am I making a difference? And am I having any impact? Some of us come pretty excited. We feel like things are going really well, and wherever we might be, I pray that we would think about our roles and maybe some ways we are maybe kind of lost track of priorities maybe even setting some new goals or things we want to do this year to help move towards our kids and invest in our children, give time to them, pay attention to them. And Lord, I pray that we'd embrace the role that we were all in, whatever role that might be, and we'd embrace each phase, the challenges that come with each phase and the opportunities. Help us to see our kids in the midst of so many things calling for our attention. And I pray that we as a church would continue to invest and give our lives, pour into the next generation. I want to thank you for all of our, the volunteers who serve in our kids' ministry, in our middle school ministry, in our high school, and mentor at Applewood, and show up at Edwards Middle School, and Visentainer, and, and uh, Willits, and just come alongside these middle school students, and these children, and uh, elementary age children. I want to thank you for their involvement in their lives. They have a, they're making an impact, even maybe they don't see it right now. I really believe, Lord, they're making an impact. So I just pray that you would help us today walk out if you're encouraged. And we pray these things, God, in your name. Amen.